three, two, one. Welcome to the Whole Phil Podcast. I'm your host, Phil Reese, the DJ. That's my Facebook name. Really Phil Reese, that's my Twitter. Philip J. Reese, that's my Instagram, my dot com, and my real life. This is the podcast where you get your whole fill. I talk about whatever I want with whomever I want and do whatever I want because there's no rules, no format, and no fucking sentences. Sorry, Mom. Thanks for joining me today, Monday, November 25th. Let me tell you a little about me. I'm a loving, lovable, fat, hairy, queer, inked, sober, spiritual, vegetarian, feminist, radical, leftist, web developer, video producer, and DJ in D.C. Now that you know a little about me and where we are, let me know a little about you. Tweet me at reese. I'd love to meet you. Let's start the show. Today's topic is DJing. I've been DJing professionally for five years now at bars, clubs, and parties around DC. When I first started, I was not very good. But by plugging away at it, I learned some secrets to success. And today, I'm going to discuss just a few of those secrets. What's the difference between having a DJ and just having a pre-selected playlist or a jukebox at an event? A DJ is a curator and can inject human judgment into selecting the music for the event. So to be a DJ, you have to be discerning and responsive. That's what differentiates paying you to be there rather than just plugging in an iPod and hitting shuffle. You need to read the room and be willing and able to change the direction of your set on a dime based on the crowd feedback you're getting. This isn't feedback like comment cards, but crowd energy. Why was I bad when I started DJing? It wasn't because I was messing up the fades between the songs or had lots of goofs. I got a lot of the technical tricks very quickly, but I tried to impose my taste on the audience rather than being responsive to the crowd. I mean, every DJ imposes their tastes on their set. You'd just be an internet jukebox if you didn't. But I would go on in with a set playlist of things I wanted to hear and play through it regardless of how the crowd reacted. A better DJ connects with the crowd and the set becomes a conversation between them. Remember, when you're a DJ, you're there for them. They're not there for you. Unless you're also a producer playing your own work at like Echo Stage or something. And that's why most people wouldn't make good DJs right off the bat. While having an incredibly deep knowledge of music is a requirement for all DJs, the irony is that this can also be an Achilles heel. Most of us with deep knowledge and interest in music tend to also be music snobs. And a stubborn music snob can't connect with their audience. I love deep house music, but it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's not that I no longer have strong opinions about the music I like best, I'm still quite discerning, but I've I've had to develop a little humility and open-mindedness in order to get better. Just because I think I know more about good music than these queens I'm playing for, doesn't mean I can tyrannically impose myself on their good time and be successful. I'm there to serve them, so I need to 
be open-minded about what I'm playing, to a point at least. If you're someone who dislikes more music that you encounter than you like, you probably won't make a good DJ. Conversely though, a DJ should never play a song they dislike or are unfamiliar with. Again, you are not a jukebox. Only play what's in your collection and only add to your collection music you enjoy. I prefer disco, house, and electro-influenced tunes, and I tend to dislike the most stereotypical elements of trap, dubstep, and big room. So my collection is tailored to that. That doesn't mean I have no trap in my collection. I'm just discerning about what I add. And just because you get a request doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea to play it, even if it's in your collection. Again, read the room. What gives a DJ set the human element is the discretion the DJ has about what to play in what order. But you must be flexible in terms of artist type, genre, and era, depending on the mood of the room. So you need to have a deep catalog to select from, which means you have to tone down your snobbery a bit. There are billions of hours of recorded music in the world, there is no way you can't find any common ground between your taste and your audiences. But that means you got to open up your taste beyond your all-time faves. In terms of getting the mood just right, this is an art form, not a science by any means. It takes a lot of practice. At the beginning of a set, I really like to play some very diverse tunes in ter terms of genre, era, sound, and mood. I pay close attention to the audience and see if I can catch some people's attention. If the mood is dropping in the bar when I'm playing something, I try to avoid playing anything like it again. When I find a group within the audience really responding to something I'm playing, I try to elicit a bigger and bigger response from them, based on the music they initially reacted to. If I'm successful, that mood becomes contagious. Usually a great party starts out with just one person having a good time, and the good time spreads out from them. Therefore, if you have a deep bench of music to play, this, this is better. Again, a DJ is not a jukebox or an iPod, so you should come prepared. But you also can't come prepared with a complete playlist that you're married to. When preparing for a gig, you should pick two to four times enough music to fill the time you're playing. So if you're playing for four hours, you should have at least eight hours of music in your collection ready to play. It helps if you've been to this venue or party before and experienced a successful set there, so you have some parameters to work with. More than two to four times is too much, and you'll end up overwhelmed but less than two times, your bench is not deep enough. With every track, make sure you've listened to it closely for quality, for spots where you can transition, and have thought about other tracks that would pair well with that track. And of course, the music you pull for your gig must be diverse, but all must be music you like. In terms of technique, that's really all learned in person and can't be taught in a podcast. But it's important that if you want to be a DJ, even more so than your techniques, having the ability to respond to an audience's mood is the most critical factor in your success. That's it for today. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you like what you hear, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Just search Whole Fill and drop me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts if you want to keep this going. Tweet me at reese with topic ideas you think I should cover. Thursday is Thanksgiving. If you're in D.C., come see me DJ Thursday for a special Thanksgiving party at JR's Bar on 17th Street Northwest. No cover ever. Learn more about my upcoming DJ gigs at my website, philipjreese.com. Next week, I will have a special co-host for a very special episode. Watch out for that. And remember, be good to yourself, love yourself, and we're all in this together.